Hello, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis, and it is my pleasure to welcome Amanda Radke to our program today. How are we doing today, Amanda? I'm good. How about yourself? Well, not too shabby. Now, for our listeners, Amanda is a ranch wife and mother who has written children's books that realistically depict life in agriculture. Now, she is also a speaker and a blogger, and she's joining us here today to chat a bit about championing ag literacy, as well as celebrating those who are in agriculture. And my understanding is that this is a good day to do it because your fourth book just came out. Yeah, it's an exciting week here at the ranch with our, the fourth children's book uh, titled The Soil Quilt uh, that just arrived in my mailbox. <laughs> so that'll be, that's available online at um, Amazon and AmandaRadke.com right now. Okay, perfect. So, I mean, so this um, series kind of depicts, you know, your life and your family a little bit. Uh, am I correct in how that comes together? Yeah. So I got started writing children's books back in 2011. Um, I've always worked in the agricultural communications and advocacy space. And I noticed that there weren't a lot of accurate books on the shelves that depicted farm and ranch life. And so my first book, Levi's Lost Calf, was kind of inspired by my childhood on the ranch. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of has uh, blossomed from there. And so I, I work with another ranch wife and mom, Michelle Weber out of Minnesota. And uh, each year we try to partner with different uh, organizations or associations to tell their stories. Uh, so we've worked with uh, the Georgia Beef Board. Uh, we've worked with the Georgia uh, Peanut Growers. And so that was interesting to learn about how peanuts are grown. Mm -hmm. um, and then our most recent project has been with the South Dakota Soil Health Coalition. Sure. And that would be really the focus of the fourth book then, I'm guessing. Yes. And, and kind of highlighting how producers and, and folks who, you know, either have livestock on the land or they're growing gardens or whatever it might be, how they play a critical role in, in uh, promoting soil health and planetary health. And, and so trying to kind of uh, pull the lid off of, of the landscape and show kids, you know, the layers of the soil and, and what we can do to make it a healthier, you know, blanket or quilt uh, for planet Earth. You know, and, you know, being that agriculture is definitely a family business, can you tell us a little bit more about your family and, and your ranching operation you're a part of? Sure. Uh, so I grew up in Mitchell, South Dakota, and my family raises uh, limousine cattle. We sell purebred bulls uh, to commercial buyers. Uh, we also have a secondary breed, meaning Jew, and we sell uh, show heifers and steers in the fall. Uh, so raising my kids on the, the same place I grew up on is is really fun and exciting. And and then uh, getting to share our story with kids and teachers all across the country has been a really neat way to kind of connect the dots. And and yeah, so everything I write about, it seems like it's inspired from everyday life and seeing mm -hmm. my kids explore and discover the farm, you know, with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. And boy, that's a lot of things on your plate between livestock and the work. And, you know, kids are always so easy to work with. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. And in the last year, we started a new adventure of uh, foster care. And so we have oh, kids kind of coming and going. And yeah, thank you. We've had 10 kids uh, stay with us since uh, 2019 and it's been an adventure, but that's also really opened my eyes to, um, you know, really seeing kids who've never seen a cow up, up close in person before, um, you know, maybe don't 
understand or don't get to see how their food is grown. Um, it's, it's really shown me a new level of how I can reach kids in the classroom who haven't grown up in this lifestyle and don't necessarily understand what we do. So what has been probably one of the more surprising things that your foster children have come through and realized when they came to the farm? Things that were surprising for you that they wouldn't know about? You know, it's really precious just to see the basic things, you know, when they grab a, a chunk of grass and feed the, the calves through the fence line, you know, and for the first time. And I probably have maybe learned more about myself or it's been eye-opening um, seeing them explore the farm because there's healing to be found out here. We we think it's a great place for kids to to be free and safe and, and be able to play and run and and enjoy the great outdoors. Um, and, and also that layer of um, food insecurity and seeing kids come into our home that, you know, maybe didn't always have a meal after they got out of, you know, off of school for the day or, sure. you know, didn't have food to eat on the weekends. And so it's, it's really maybe driven my passion more on the, the political side of things to try to be engaged and focused on how we can bridge the gap um, between producers and consumers, not just because I'm in agriculture, um, but because I see a true need to uh, address food insecurity and make sure kids have access to nutritious food all the time. And um, and that includes, you know, in schools and with our dietary guidelines and all of those things. That's probably a secondary podcast all in itself. I'm oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's so many different aspects that you, um, that you're career has taken you. I mean, one is a, a public speaker. Um, mm -hmm. And so, I mean, when you're doing that, what do you really enjoy the most about uh, presenting this agriculture message in front of audiences? You know, when I'm speaking to agricultural groups, I guess it's always been my goal to spark a fire in people and, and to make them want to take action in their own communities and, and on social media and to really get engaged in this conversation. Because whether it's, you know, talking about those dietary guidelines or, you know, battling some regulations that are going to make it more expensive to operate and, and make our groceries more expensive too. And if we're not having these conversations, uh, you know, the old saying, we're, we're, if we're not at the table, we're on the menu. Um, and so it's, it's a strong passion of mine to, to keep producers engaged. And, and then on the flip side, going into the schools and, and giving kids the opportunity to hear from of a producer and get to learn about food. Uh, even now, I think in this pandemic, when it's really hard uh, to go and be a volunteer in the classroom or we don't quite have that access we used to have, I can still share the message by sending teachers um, these books, which were truly designed to be in the classroom. They have activities, lesson plans that go with them, mm -hmm. a glossary of terms that they can use for their spelling lists. And so it's it's always my hope that it can uh, spark conversations and that these teachers and educators can use the books as a tool, even when, you know, we can't be doing farm tours or like I said, classroom visits and things like that. Sure. And I mean, if you were going to pick, you know, kind of just a really important message that you wanted people who weren't in agriculture to hear, you know, what would be that one thing about running an agriculture business that, that you really want? a non-agriculture customer to, to hear and understand? I would tell them that I know farmers and ranchers are often demonized in the, the news and, and production methods are questioned or, you know, you might hear about greenhouse gases or and cow farts or, or all kinds of things. But I would remind people uh, that 
farmers and ranchers are also consumers just like them. And we go to the grocery store and we shop our values just like they do. So we want our food to taste good, be affordable, be nutritious, be good for our families and things that we can put on the dinner table and not feel guilty or feel bad about. And so I think that's how farmers and ranchers approach raising food and and it's the same way we approach shopping for food and so in a nutshell we have a lot more in common than we have differences so now i understand in addition to all of this stuff that you're doing you also have a website that people can go visit that has all the information that you've been talking about here yeah absolutely so first i would invite people to read my blog at beefmagazine.com and that's every monday through thursday i talk about agricultural issues I also have a personal website, amandaradke.com, where folks can uh, purchase all four books along with fun uh, graphic tees and farm animal toys and everything uh, agricultural enthusiasts might enjoy. Um, and then finally, they can learn about my publishing company, Egg Storytellers, uh, at eggstorytellers.com. We're seeking our 2021 partner and would love to share your story. Absolutely wonderful. Well, Amanda, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Thank all of you that are out there today listening to our podcast. Y'all take care, folks.